Hey guys, it's Randy with Lobuck LS here again, and uh, welcome back. This episode, we're going to talk about the evolution of the uh, LS-based uh, Vortec truck engines, the 4.8, the 5.3, and the 6-liter uh, engines that I love. Um, the truck I've got behind me has the 5.3-liter LM7, but we're going to talk about uh, all three of those, the 4.8, 5.3, and 6-liter um, and how they evolve through uh, Gen 3 and Gen 4. So um, this is going to be another uh, dual-purpose episode. It's going to be a video on YouTube and also uh, go up as a podcast episode. So I'm going to share my screen here, and we're going to go have a look at this. Uh, this is going to be based on a blog post I just published on lowbuckls.com so hopefully you should be able to see my screen here if you're watching the video um, if you're listening to it on the podcast i will put a link to this article in the show notes of the podcast um, but like i said this week we're going to talk about the evolution of the uh, the vortec chevy truck engines um, through gen 3 and gen 4 and we're going to talk about uh the following topics we're going to talk about which ones came with drive by cable which ones came with drive by wire which ones had 24x reluctor wheels which ones had 58x reluctor wheels which ones had flex fuel which ones had active fuel management or displacement on demand um, which ones had variable valve timing and what the difference is between active fuel management slash displacement on demand and variable valve timing, which ones had return style uh, fuel systems, which ones were returnless, which ones had iron blocks, which ones had aluminum blocks, which cylinder heads came on each engine, which cylinder heads are most desirable, which ones to stay away from, and how to choose a suitable donor for your uh, LS swap or LS turbo project when you're combing through the junkyard and which ones to avoid so um, as usual uh, I want to do my best to make sure the content I'm putting out is uh, technically correct and accurate so if you notice anything that uh, I'm saying here is not correct make sure to send me an email randy at lowbuckls.com or leave a comment uh, in the description of the YouTube video and because uh, I want to make sure the uh, information I present here is as accurate as possible. So um, first let's go back and talk about what came before these LS based truck engines. So um, hot rodding seems to go in phases like right now we're in the middle of the LS swap the world phase but uh, it hasn't always been like that. When hot rodding first started out the go-to engine was the Ford Flathead V8 and that lasted till, you know, through the 40s and 50s. Um, and then in 1955, Chevy introduced the, the small block uh, Chevy, the, the old school, uh, I guess, Gen 1, you would call it. Um, and that was the go-to uh, hot rod engine for about 50 years. Um, it, like I said, it was introduced in 1955 and stayed in production until I think it was either the late 90s or early 2000s. And it was the, the go-to swap, got swapped into all, all different kinds of vehicles because it was compact and uh, versatile and had lots of aftermarket parts, kind of like the LS engines are these days. But 
it did have some shortcomings and uh, to address those shortcomings in 1997 Chevy brought in the LS1 engine in the Corvette and the LS1 um, was an all aluminum 345 horse 5.7 liter engine and it was a brand new design from the ground up and it addressed uh, several of the shortcomings that were in the uh, the, the uh, old school small block Chevy so um, the most significant improvement is the strength of the bottom end. Um, the new LS engine was a Y-block design with six-bolt main caps. So you've got four uh, bolts going in um, to the top of the, the bearing cap, I guess. And then you've got two that come in from the sides that go through the wall of the block. And that makes a nice solid rigid structure that keeps the crankshaft rigid and stable even at high power levels and the iron block truck engines are even stronger than the aluminum ones but you've got to live with uh, an engine block that's about 90 or 100 pounds heavier than the aluminum version um, another thing that chevy improved um, with the ls engine is the cam is further away from the crankshaft so that lets you run up to a four inch stroke crank with no uh, machine work or modifications or anything like that. And they also increased the uh, diameter of the uh, cam bearing journals um, up to 55 millimeters from 47 millimeters on the old school small block Chevy. And that allows a higher lift cam to be installed and helps the stability and rigidity of the camshaft and uh, the valve train. So, and the other big improvement was the uh, switch to uh, distributorless, the uh, coil near plug system with uh, individual coil for each cylinder and multi-port fuel injection with an ind individual injector for each cylinder. So. That makes these engines really tunable, especially when you combine them with HP tuners or EFI Live or one of those systems. Um, and it also makes it easy to adapt a standalone EFI like the Holly uh, Terminator X system. So, um, yeah, so Chevy introduced that LS1 in 1997 in the Corvette, and that was an all aluminum engine. But in 1999, they brought in these uh, Vortec line of, uh, of truck engines, which were based on that LS1 architecture. Um, they still got the cathedral port heads like the LS1 had, but they had an iron block instead of an aluminum one. And like I said, they came in um, a 4.8 variety, a 5.3, and a 6-liter uh, displacement version. So. We'll start out by looking at the 4.8 liter engines. Um, like I said, they were introduced in 1999, and the LR4 was the uh, the first version of the 4.8 liter that came out. And you can identify the LR4 because it has a V as the eighth digit of the VIN number. And it was produced from 1999 to 2006. In 1999, it was rated at 255 horsepower, which was only 15 peak horsepower less than the 5.3 version. Um, but the 5.3 does have some extra torque down low. Um, it shares the same block as the 5.3, but it has a shorter stroke. 
Um, like the LS1, it used uh, the Cathedral Port aluminum heads. The heads were either uh, 862 or 706 castings, which was kind of a generic Gen 3 uh, truck cylinder head, which nothing special. The valves are fairly small, and it's a Cathedral Port. Um, but they do work fairly well with turbos. Uh, I think it's because of the small port size, the velocity is good through the through the port. So um, if you're NA, they're probably not a great cylinder head because of the small valve size. But if you're uh, running boost, like a lot of people are with these uh, LS truck engines, uh, there's nothing wrong with the uh, 862 or 706 castings. That's what I've got on my truck behind me here. Um, the other thing is none of the uh, 4.8 uh, liter uh, LR4 engines had displacement on demand, active fuel management, variable valve timing, flex fuel, anything fancy like that. Um, but because uh, the 4.8 have that short stroke, um, they do respond well to boost. So a lot of guys refer to them as the four point great. So they're actually uh, a good little engine that uh, holds up to boost well. So um, in 2000, the LR4 got a cam upgrade, which bumped up the horsepower to 270 horse. And in 2001, they got the MLS head gaskets, which brought the horsepower rating up to 285 horsepower. And again, throughout that range, the, the 5.3 liter LM7 got basically the same improvements, the upgraded cam and the MLS head gaskets. And the 5.3 always stayed about 15 peak horsepower um, better than the 4.8 and had some better low-end torque. But um, The other thing is these uh, Gen 3 LR4 engines had the 24X reluctor wheel and a three-bolt crank. Um, the 99 and 2000 engines that came with the manual transmission had a longer crankshaft. So if you're wanting to uh, replace another LS engine or convert it to an automatic, um, it's you should stay away from those because you're you'd need a different flex plate and um, your spacing on your uh, torque converter would be different. So I'd stay away from those uh, early '99 and 2000 uh, 4.8 liter models with the manual transmission. Um, early 4.8 liter LR4 engines from '99 to 2003 were all drive by cable and had the return style fuel system and in 2004 they were all changed to drive by wire with a returnless fuel system except for the van models um, they stayed with the return style uh, drive by cable system until 2007 and oh heater's coming on in the garage here but hopefully that doesn't create too much of a disruption yeah, none of the, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but none of the uh, LR4 4.8 engines had flex fuel capacity. Uh, then in 2007, along with all the other engines, Chevy brought the 4.8 liter into the uh, Gen 4 era. And that new uh, 4.8 liter Gen 4 engine was called the LY2 RPO code. And you can identify that because it's got a C as the eighth digit of the VIN. 
It was produced from 2007 to 2009, and it was still an iron block uh, engine with aluminum heads. And the LY2 is an excellent little engine because it's a Gen 4. It's got stronger rods um, and a beefier bottom end than the earlier uh, Gen 3 LR4 engines. And it's also got the better cylinder heads, um, the 799 heads, which are basically the same as the 243 heads, um, flow better and have bigger valves than the older uh, 706 uh, 862 heads. They've got a higher compression as well, so they're a good choice if you're uh, an NA and not a boosted engine. So uh, we'll mention these heads quite a bit. Um, they were on quite a few engines um, through Gen 4 here, so but they're a, a good head to uh, look out for. They're probably the most desirable, the uh, LS-based truck engine cylinder heads, so um, what else can we say about this LY2? Um, again, it didn't have any of the fancy uh, active fuel management or displacement on demand or variable, variable valve timing. It did, uh, they did change to the 58X reluctor wheel. So if you're going to, that doesn't really affect anything if you're using the computer that came with it. But if you're uh, swapping it into another vehicle, um, basically you need a Gen 4 58X uh, ECM to go with it. And if you're installing something like a Holley Terminator or an aftermarket uh, um, computer, you've got to order one that's designed for the 58X system, not the 24X reluctor wheel. But basically the, the LY2, like I said before, um, it's the Gen 4 version of the 4.8 and it's a great little engine to... Uh, look out for in the junkyard and then uh, like I said that engine was from 2007 to 2009 in 2010 um, Chevy introduced uh, a newer version of the 4.8 uh, known as the L20 and that can be identified with an A as the eighth digit of the VIN and that was produced right from 2010 to 2017 and like the LY2, it's a Gen 4 design, so it's got the beefed up uh, connecting rods and bottom end. Um, it's still an iron block with aluminum cylinder heads. Still has the good uh, uh, 799 or 243 castings, um, but it does introduce uh, variable valve timing and flex fuel capabilities, um, and which isn't a huge deal. It just means that if you're doing a cam swap, um, you'll have a bit of additional cost because not many cams, not many aftermarket cams are designed for that variable valve timing. So you'll need uh, to spend a little bit of extra time and money and get the uh, AFM slash DOD uh, delete kit to get rid of that active fuel management or uh, displacement on demand or uh, variable valve timing. So. Um, now let's take a bit of time and talk about uh, what that actually is and what the difference between uh, um, active fuel management and displacement on demand are basically the same thing. Um, and that is a feature that Chevy designed to improve fuel economy. And basically it deactivates certain cylinders um, by using special lifters and solenoids that block off oil to those lifters. So it basically shuts off 
certain cylinders at certain times to improve the fuel economy. And variable valve timing, um, that's a feature that GM came up with that optimizes the cam timing of an engine by it basically rotates the camshaft and advances it or retards it um, by turning the whole camshaft either forwards or backwards and oh, getting some kind of notification on the screen here somebody following the Lobuck LS Facebook page so if you haven't done that already uh, make sure to go and uh, give that a follow and join our Facebook group. Um, so yeah, like I said, uh, variable valve timing, it uh, basically optimizes the torque curve and gives you good low end torque. And then as your RPM increases, it either advances or retards the, the cam by rotating the whole um, camshaft uh, forward or backwards to uh, optimize the timing so basically yeah active fuel management displacement on demand shuts off certain cylinders um, variable valve timing optimizes your camshaft timing by advancing or retarding the, uh, the the whole camshaft so now let's move on and talk about the 4.8 liters bigger brother the 5.3 um, like I think I mentioned before, the uh, 4.8 and the 5.3 share the same block um, in the older Gen 3 models anyways. And uh, if you go back to my last article or last uh, podcast, um, I did uh, an article on how to tell apart the Gen 3 from the Gen 4 and it talks about the, uh, the castings on the engine block and stuff. So. Um, if you want more information on that, you can go back a couple articles and uh, look at that information. Um, but the uh, the 5.3 liter, the Gen 3 version that was released in 1999 is known as the LM7. That's the same model I've got in the truck behind me here. Being a Gen 3 design, uh, like the uh, 4.8, the rods and bottom end aren't quite as stout as the later Gen 4 models. Um, and the LM7 can be identified by a T in the eighth digit of the VIN. And like the uh, LR4 4.8 liters, LM7s were in production from 1999 to 2006. And like all the other Gen 3 engines, it uses a 24x reluctor wheel and a three-bolt cam in the truck engines anyways. And like the LR4, the, the power went up um, throughout the years. It got the same basic upgrades that the 4.8 did. It got a better camshaft and the multi-layer head gaskets. So in 1999, it was rated at 270 horsepower. Um, in 2000, they got that cam upgrade and the power went up to 285 horsepower. That's the model I've got in my truck. It's uh, rated from the factory at 285 horse. And then in 2004, they bumped up the power output yet again to 295 horsepower. And it also uses the standard 706 or uh, 862 truck cylinder heads so again nothing special there um, small valves um, mediocre compression ratio um, so 
not an awesome cylinder head if you're naturally aspirated, but uh, once you put a turbo or a supercharger to cram some extra air into the intake, it doesn't make a huge difference. So they work just fine for that. Um, in the trucks, the LM7s were drive-by cable with the re return style fuel system from uh, 1999 to 2003. Um, some of the SUV models, I believe, were uh, switched to drive-by wire sooner than that. And in 2004, all of the LM7s, except, again, except for the van models, were switched to drive-by wire and returnless fuel systems. Chevy also came out with a flex fuel version of the LM7, which is known as the L59. That was in production from 2002 to 2007. And it can be identified with a Z in the eighth digit of the VIN. Uh, in 2005, Chevy came out with kind of a high performance uh, version, and it was an all aluminum. Uh, version of the 5.3 known as the L33 RPO code and you can identify that by a B Bravo in the eighth digit of the VIN and that was still a, a Gen 3 uh, engine and it was only in production a couple of years from 2005 to 2007 but they had a higher compression ratio because they had flat top pistons and they came with those better cylinder heads, the 243 or 799 heads. And this was also known as the Vortec 5300HO model. And it was rated at 310 horsepower. That L33, um, it's one of the desirable engines that guys look for. But uh, I, I actually am not that excited about it, um, especially being an, an aluminum block. It's a lot lighter than the iron block 5.3, but I think the iron block uh, bottom end is quite a bit stiffer and stouter and holds up better to boost. So if you're going with a power adder of any kind, I would stay away from the aluminum block models and go with an iron block model. Also in 2005, um, Chevy started transitioning from Gen 3 to Gen 4. So you started seeing some weird combinations. Um, and Chevy introduced a 5.3 that's known as the LH6 engine into, I think this was just in SV, SUV models. And it was uh, identified with the letter M, like Mike in the eighth digit of the VIN. Um, and like I said, these were kind of, uh, especially the early versions of this LH6 um, before 2007, like in 2005, 2006, um, these were kind of a hybrid between the Gen 3 and the Gen 4 engines. So you can see some weird combinations. Some guys refer to these as the Gen 3.5. Um, they do have the good uh, the Stouter Gen 4 rods and bottom ends. So, um, But a lot of them still use that black crank sensor and 24X reluctor wheel. Um, you can tell, again, we talked about this in a, an article or two back, but the newer uh, Gen 4 engines have a gray crank sensor, and that's with the 58X reluctor wheel. Um, but the older 24X uh, engines use the black crank sensor. 
Um, the LA, these LH6 engines had an aluminum block and they're basically a replacement for the, uh, the LM4 engine. Um, I'm not sure. Did I mention the LM4 engine? I don't think I did. Um, basically the LM4 engine was, uh, an aluminum block, um, but iron sleeved version of the, uh, the LM7. Um, and so this newer, uh, LH6 engine is basically, uh, a replacement for that. Um, and then in two set, 2007, they converted this LH6 to a full-fledged Gen 4 engine with the 58X reluctor wheel, and it stayed in production until 2009, and it also used the good 243 or 799 cylinder heads. Um, in 2007, um, they replaced the LM7, the old Gen 3 5.3 liter, with the LY5. RPO code engine and it again was an iron block aluminum headed engine um, You can identify these with the letter J in the eighth digit of the VIN These did have active fuel management um, So again, if you're doing a cam swap, you'll want to get the DOD or displacement on demand delete kit um, These stayed in production until 2009 Chevy also had a flex fuel version of this engine, which uh, had the RPO code LMG, and that can be identified with a zero as the eighth digit of the VIN. And the LMG version stayed in production until 2014. Um, also in 2007, they came out with uh, an aluminum block version. Um, that uh yeah was the aluminum block counterpart to the ly5 and that was designated the lc9 and that can be identified with a number three in the eighth digit of the vin it was in production until 2011 it had active fuel management and was flex fuel capable and in 2010 and newer model years it also had variable valve timing and these LC9 engines also came with the 799 or 243 cylinder heads. In 2008 and 2009, uh, Chevy also had a simpler 5.3 engine, and that was designated the LH8. And that can be identified with the letter L in the eighth digit of the VIN. And this was an aluminum block engine with the 243 or 799 heads, but it didn't have active fuel management, displacement on demand, variable valve timing, flex fuel, any of that stuff. Um, and in 2010, they transitioned that engine, the LH8, turned into the LH9, and that was identified with the letter P in the eighth digit of the VIN, but it was still. Uh, Still use the 799 or 243 heads, but now it had variable valve timing and flex fuel capability. Chevy also had a 5.3 that was only in vans from 2010 to 2014. That one was known as the LMF engine. That can be identified with a number four in the eighth digit of the VIN. 
and that was an iron block engine and it had variable valve timing flex fuel and the good 243 or 799 heads so that wraps up the gen 3 or the 5.3 through gen 3 and gen 4 so now we'll uh, talk about the 6.0 liter vortec engine so uh, the Gen 3 version of the 6.0 was first released, like all the, the 4.8 and 5.3. It was first released in 1999. The LQ4 was the first 6-liter that came out. Um, that can be identified with the letter U in the 8th digit of the VIN. And the early LQ4 engines were kind of an oddball, the 1999 and 2000s. Um, they're the only LS-based uh, engines that have an iron cylinder head. The casting numbers on those early cylinder heads were 373 or uh, 873. So that's another engine I would try and stay away from. Um, I'd, I'd stick with an, an aluminum headed uh, LS engine. And they also had a longer crankshaft like the manual transmission uh, 4.8. Uh, models in uh, 99 and 2000 um, and that makes them incompatible with any other uh, transmission basically so I would uh, unless you're using the transmission that came with it I would stay away from the 99 and 2000 LQ4 six liter engines but starting in 2001 they switched the lq4 to an aluminum cylinder head like the rest of the ls family and switched to the shorter crankshaft as well so as long as you're uh, buying a 2001 or newer um, you should be fine with the lq4 um, they also came with a newer cylinder head that was a 317 or a 035 casting number and they had larger valves like the 799 or 243 heads but uh, the combustion chamber was larger, so that meant the static compression ratio is lower. So uh, unless you're milling the heads to uh, increase the compression ratio, these aren't uh, quite as desirable as the 799 or uh, 243 heads. Um, and like the rest of the Gen 3 um, family, these engines used a 24x reluctor wheel, a three-bolt camshaft, and they didn't have active fuel management, displacement on demand, or variable valve timing. Then in 2002, Chevy released a high output version of the 6.0 known as the LQ9 or Vortex Max engine. Um, that engine can be identified by a letter N in the eighth digit of the VIN. The LQ9 was still an iron block aluminum headed engine. It was rated at 345 horsepower. It still used those 317 or 035 heads, um, but it had a higher compression ratio due to the use of flat top pistons. And like the rest of the Gen 3 truck engines, the early models of the LQ4 and LQ9 were drive by cable and had the return style fuel systems. And that changed to drive by wire with returnless fuel systems, again, with the exception of the vans. The van stayed uh, drive-by cable and return style up until 2007. And that is as long as the LQ4 and LQ9 engines were produced, uh, was until 2007. 
And like the rest of the uh, the truck lineup in 2007, Chevy transitioned the six liter into the uh, the Gen 4 uh, generation. And that was with the introduction of the LY6 six liter. And that can be identified with a K or an N in the eighth digit of the VIN. The LY6 was an iron block, but it, the interesting thing about this LY6 is it actually used a rectangular port aluminum head instead of a cathedral port. The casting number on those heads was an 823, and I'm pretty sure that was the first uh, LS-based truck engine to use a rectangular port head instead of a cathedral port. And the valves in this head were even bigger than the... Uh, the heads in the earlier 317 or uh, 243 or 799 heads. Um, so those are a pretty uh, des desirable head as well, especially if you're, you know, doing like a high RPM, high flowing uh, engine, um, like in an NA application, especially. Um, those LY6 engines were rated at 364 horsepower. And they utilized uh, variable valve timing, but not active fuel management or flex fuel. And the LY6 was used in trucks until the 2010 model year. And as usual, GM released an aluminum blocked version to go along with the iron block version. And the aluminum block one was known as the L76. Um, the L76 had active fuel management and variable valve timing, but not flex fuel. And L76 also used those 823 casting rectangular port heads. And L76 was used from 2007 to 2009. And it was also found in some cars, like I think, I don't have the chart in front of me, I could scroll down i guess but i think it was in like the gto or the the g8 or that those kind of cars had the uh, l96 version or sorry the l76 version um that was what replaced the l76 was the l96 that came out in 2010 that was uh can be identified with the letter g in the eighth digit of the vin that was uh, an iron block engine that was used up until 2017. Continued to use those 823 casting rectangular port heads. It had uh, variable, variable valve timing and flex fuel, but didn't have the active fuel management or displacement on demand. Chevy also had an aluminum blocked cathedral port version of the six liter in 2008 and 2009. That was known as the LFA RPO code. And you can identify those with a number five as the eighth digit of the VIN. That one had the old, uh, the good old 243 or 79, 799 cylinder heads. And that was used in hybrid trucks and SUVs. And in 2010 to 2013, they updated that engine to an LZ1 or LZ1 for you American uh, listeners, um, but that was it was still mainly uh, only used in hybrid vehicles. So, and there was a few other LS-based truck engines such as the 6.2 liter, 
Um, but my main focus is on these 4.8, 5.3, and 6-liter engines because these are the ones that, uh, uh, the main ones that you can find for cheap if you're hunting around in the junkyard or whatever. So that's kind of what the focus is for my channel. So I'm also putting a chart in here that uh, I'll scroll up. This is from uh, Summit Racing again. And it just breaks down all of the information I've presented here. Um, tells you this top chart is for the Gen 3 engines. Tells you like the 4.8 liter uh, RPO code was LR4. It was in production from 99 to 2006. Uses a 3-bolt cam, 24x reluctor wheel. Doesn't have variable valve timing, active fuel management, or flex fuel. Um, eighth digit of the VIN is a V for Victor has an iron block and cathedral port head so if we scroll down and again if you're listening to this on the podcast I'll put a link to this article and you'll be able to see this chart um, at the article that's linked in the show notes if you scroll down you can see the uh, Gen 4 LS engines, and we go th it goes through all these RPO codes that I talked about earlier and breaks down uh, what vehicle it was in, what year it was produced, um, cam bolts, reluctor wheel, variable valve timing, active fuel management, flex fuel, whether it's aluminum or iron. So that is basically it. Um, We'll touch on uh, briefly here what engines to stay away from, but I've, I've mainly uh, I mentioned it earlier in the article. Main ones you want to stay away from are the uh, 99 and 2000 manual transmission 4.8 models because they've got a different length of crankshaft. So if you're running it with any other uh, transmission than the one it came with, it is going to cause problems for you. And same with the 99 and 2000 LQ4 6-liter engines. Stay away from those because they've got the iron cylinder heads and the weird extended crankshafts as well. So, um, so what engines should you look for? Basically, if you're not looking for more than five or 600 horsepower, any of the old Gen 3, the 4.8-liter uh, LR4, the 5.3-liter LM7s, or the 6-liter LQ4 or LQ9 will do just fine. Uh, if you're planning on pushing power levels higher than that, you should either look into one of the Gen 4 engines or think about using Gen 4 rods in your Gen 3 engine. Because the Gen 3s actually do have some advantages. Like I think for boosted applications, the drive-by cable is a little more reliable at high boost than the uh, drive-by wire system. So... Uh, a lot of guys kind of do that hybrid of take a Gen 3 and put Gen 4 rods in it. Or another option is use a Gen 3 and install some aftermarket rods. I think Eagle makes some fairly affordable uh, aftermarket rods or put a whole rotating assembly. Um, the one I'm going to be looking at when it's time to upgrade is from Summit Racing, the, the Pro LS rotating assemblies. They look pretty solid. so. Um, that's what I'm going to be looking at when it's time for me to upgrade when I've, uh, I, I feel like, uh, this year I'll probably be at the limit of, uh, what these stock gen three rods will take. So 
maybe next winter we'll look at doing some uh, bottom end upgrades. But um, like I mentioned earlier, that L33 aluminum block, kind of the uh, 5.3 high output engine, that's another one guys look for. But like I mentioned before, if you're uh, running any kind of power adder, I'd stay away from an aluminum block engine and go with an iron block engine. Um, if you want a Gen 4 engine, those LY2 or uh, L20 4.8 liter engines are solid. If you want a 5.3, you can look at that LY5, LMF, or LMG models if you're using a power adder. Um, and for the 6.0, I'd look at an L96 if I was using a power adder. And if you're planning on staying NA, any of those aluminum block engines that are listed in the chart uh, further up the article will do just fine. So I think we're going to wrap this one up. It's probably gotten a little bit long, but um, that's something I figured would be useful to uh, step through all these models of 4.8, 5.3 and six liter engines and kind of talk about the differences and which ones to look out for and which ones to stay away from. So we're going to wrap it up for now. Thanks for listening and watching. Um, make sure to like and subscribe and comment. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's LS everywhere and join our Facebook group if you want. Um, so that's all for now. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye for now.